This episode of GameScoop is brought to you by Twitch. This episode of GameScoop is brought to you by 4 What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN GameScoop. I'm your host, Damon Hadfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis, Oop. Sam Claiborne, hey. and making his first GameScoop appearance, Seth Macy. Hello. Welcome, Seth. Longtime yeah. freelance writer, someone That's who true. we finally, uh, finally, long overdue, brought him on board. It's a full time writer. We put a ring. Work on at it? the Gismonic Institute. We put a ring. I did. Gismonic Institute's radio. Seth lives in Maine. I do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, why is that e. so funny? I don't know. It just is. <laughs> Uh, but you're out here in San Francisco. I'm out here in San Francisco. Yeah, I'm not a hologram. Yeah. We found out today that uh, people look up uh, cheats mostly in certain states, and they, the most people looking up Sims cheats are in Maine. Really? Yeah. yeah. Can you explain why? Uh, they have a much better life in Sim World than in people in Maine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Hmm. Well, it's always you oh, can you control the weather there. Them. Yeah. <laughs> so, Seth, favorite game of all time? It's Mega Man Two. Wow, yeah. that's really good. Yeah, it's, it's just not a very usually the second best Mega like, Man. So yeah. I, I would have said Mega Man Three, but someone told me last night I need to get on Mega Man Five. So I'm oh, gonna, oh. no, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Uh, only the Mega Man hipsters are trying to. Oh, okay. On board with okay. Mega Man Five. That yeah. sounds like a. I don't even want. It. That sounds like maybe like a Ryan Scott. That's exactly who it was. <laughs> oh! <laughs> His reputation. Mega Man 3 is actually the first game I ever bought with my own Well, I knew knew you were podcasting last night, and I said, what weirdo is trying to push Mega Man 5 on you? And I'm cycling through the names in my head. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting question. What what was the first game you bought with your own money? Ooh. I don't know if it was... I've never done that. I think think Nagano Olympics on the Sega Genesis. Oh, good. I think we gave that a zero here at IGN. Oh. Oh, on the Sega Genesis? No, I think it was the N64. No, that was a 10, yeah. I've mooched off parents, girlfriends, and the company. (laughs) Yeah. The first album I ever bought was Dookie. I remember that. I vividly remember that. But I don't remember the first video game. Green Day for for our... Yeah. Younger listeners. Was it a tape or a CD? CD. First CD I bought. And it was the first, maybe Road Rash 2 for the Genesis. That was a big one, too. I don't know if this is actually the first game I ever bought with my own money, but I did spend my allowance money on Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde for the NES. <laughs> You've played that game? I owned I bought it. <laughs> I have that in the box still. Don't ever open it. It's really bad. If you open it, the mystical spirits will float out and curse the world. That game's bad, and Frankenstein's really bad. There's a couple monster games. They're the only bad. two bad Toxic NES Crusader. Games. Yep. Bummer. Um, but why, why are we talking about this? What happened? Because Seth brought it up. I just brought it up. Yeah. It's his favorite game, Mega Man 5. Mega Man yeah. 5 is my favorite game. Oh. It's also the first anyway, game I ever Oh, stole. that's the part that I missed. Yeah. I'm like, what? We sure have a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about open world games. We're going to talk about movie tie-in video games. But first, Far Cry 5 is the best-selling game of the year so far, mm-hmm. according to the MPD group, and that is here in North America. Uh, and that, uh, man, that Ubisoft sure has a thing going with early year yeah. yeah, runaway successes that sort of dominate the f- charts for the first half of the year until the inevitable big releases from Activision come out. In what the was sec- the last in the back half? So last year, For Honor uh, came out the gates in February. Yeah, that was kind of a surprise hit, though. It's a surprise hit, and then Ghost Recon yep. was the best-selling game of the year. Yep. I think all the way until all the way Destiny Two. Yeah, that was it. Yep. Came out in they, September. I don't know why more companies August? haven't caught on to this since DLC is just out there and accepted now as a thing yeah. that you expect in most AAA games that release your game early. You know, get those DLC drops throughout the year, and then uh, around holiday season, you know, get, get, catch a second wave when that game gets discounted to you know thirty bucks. We or thought we'd be playing Red to. Dead by now. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's kind of cool. That's a, yeah. I actually wanted to bring that up. Uh, Red Dead's coming out this October. 
of course, every month, month to month, GTA Five is still in the yeah. MPD list. Top five. I am certain, you know, we know uh, Red Dead Redemption is going to be a huge hit, but there's no way it could be as big a hit as GTA Five, right? I don't, I don't think so. There's no, no, no way. No, no, no. Well, it's not on PC right away, so. But to be as huge, a big problem to right be as there. huge hit yeah. as GTA Five means that it would be one with the biggest game ever of yeah. all time, like in terms of traditional, like I think like Tetris and like Minecraft and stuff. But like, I think GTA Five is now the best selling, like you know, traditional AAA, you know, yeah. Hollywood style game yeah. ever. Yeah, there was a time where every new PlayStation and every new Xbox that was sold also sold a copy of Grand Theft Auto Five. I don't know if mm-hmm. that's still the case, but. Well, they managed to get people like I've bought that game twice now. Yeah, you know, I think that's pretty <laughs> common. They they get people a couple times. I bought it three times. I've received it th- three several times. <laughs> um, we, uh, uh, I think that if they add cell phone cheats to, to mm. Red Dead Redemption, it yeah. might oh, do yeah. as well as GTA. Telegraph. Well, our really our wiki page would be a <laughs> Telegraph cheats. That may be for our, Yeah. Morse code cheats. Takes eleven. I don't know if they had Morse code each one in the old west. They probably they did. Yeah, right around the oh, Civil yeah. War and post Civil War, there were okay. stations, but maybe yeah. not in the West. It was like West Western West, Union, really, right? That yeah. was the whole thing. They yeah. definitely get telegrams well, in westerns. That's a scoop, Jim. I'm gonna say there is a 50 percent chance that there are telegram cheats in in Red Dead. 50 percent? Yeah, I think that's really <laughs> clever and funny. Uh, well, there, there could be now. Maybe you just influenced it. Yeah. yeah. There's no way to know. We could save this episode after it comes out. Let's yeah. Let's go ahead and bank this episode right. until uh, sorry. That uh, means into the vault. October. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we can. Why can we swear? Because we'd have more time to censor it. But if this is airing in the future, should we put on like our future clothes? Like our yes. Let's go get our future clothes. Our Riker beards. (laughs) Yeah, our Riker beard. (laughs) Everything's terrible. It's horrible here. (laughs) Go back. Uh, For the past couple years, Call of Duty has been the best-selling game of the year. I wonder every year. I wonder is this year where Call of Duty is not? And I wonder now again is this year. That Call of Duty is not the best-selling game of the year. Red Dead will be the best-selling game of the year. Red Dead's going to be an overwhelming it. success, but just not even more. Yeah, not in like not like the GTA Five. But it's not on PC. Complete, but yeah. it will be in a year, I think. You think it's so? Because the original I mean, one still isn't. But GTA was. Uh, they yeah, waited. But they a announced year. it, like it a year originally half. to coming, you know, coming to PC, and then they just sat on it for a year to make it work. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just sitting It'll here making work. stuff up as I go. <laughs> My guess is that Red Dead comes out on PC a year after it comes out. On I would love it on PC. Absolutely. Well, I, the mods alone would be yeah, yeah. so good. Got to get Macho Man in there. <laughs> As your horse. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, the horse would be good. And the cell phone cheats. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, they could mod cell phone cheats. It's, it's true. Uh, also from uh, March's MPD results, Sea of Thieves did very well. Sea of, T- sea of Thieves was number two in March. And But what's interesting about that is that that is uh, available to everyone who has Game Pass, Xbox Game Pass. Mm. Yeah. But it's totally unclear whether or not those... Surely that's not the MPD numbers, because MPD is tracking like retail sales. Yeah, they and only and track digital sales. And digital sales. It's like Walmart. Yeah, but it includes yeah. digital sales for Sea of Thieves, people who just outright bought the game. Right. I don't and it only tracks revenue. NBA also tracks revenue. Yes, you're right. So yeah. it's like I they don't could include that. Pass. They, they could. Okay. <laughs> I just saying they haven't come out and been up front with yeah. said whether they are or aren't. Sure. Or not. Maybe their numbers are just made up. So maybe we should just take over for MPD then. That's what I'm suggesting. And I, why, by we, I mean GameScoop, yeah. not IG. So GameScoop right. says Us. it's the best-selling game of the year. Yeah. Sea of Thieves being number two is impressive because it's a console exclusive. So, you know, That's for only reaching Xbox One gamers, you know, good for Rare. Yeah. Um, it's the best-selling Rare game that 
they've ever, ever tracked. So yeah. in month one, Sea of yeah. Thieves. No, like period. Here's a quote from MPD: Sea well, of Thieves yeah. generated yeah. The, the, highest, sorry. <laughs> the highest launch month sales for any title produced by developer Rare since tracking by the MPD group began in 1995. Mm-hmm. So maybe Taboo for the NES would have made that. Yeah, or Snake Rattle and Roll. I was yeah, gonna say probably. RC Pro Am. We were all making the same joke. Did <laughs> <laughs> they do Wizards and Warriors? No, that's that's a claim. Yeah, uh, but well, they they made that weird cowboy game. Mm-hmm. Rare did. What, yeah, what, yeah. So, I, I only remember it from Rare Replay, the isometric one. I don't know. I don't oh, think that was on NES, no. though, right? I don't know. Probably one of the yeah. weird think, computer games. Yeah. They made that boat game, Clash of Demon Head. <laughs> no. <laughs> is that what it's called? Well, Clash of Demon Head is not a boat game <laughs> and not a Rare game. <laughs> What's the boat game called? Cobra Triangle. Cobra Triangle. Yeah, that is an incredibly yeah. hard game. Mm-hmm. Clash of Demon Head. I, that's also a hard game, but <laughs> that, I... Yeah, it's very obvious. What is Clash of Demon Head? I'm very aware of what Cobra Triangle. There's an there's an overworld map where you pick which levels you go to, and then I think you have to like get items that'll unlo- open new areas. Oh, but it's okay. like so really the name confusing. Is completely accurate. You just the way you just described that is every <laughs> video game. You just described God of War. <laughs> yeah, God, there's well, a pause I mean, menu. Corey yeah. Barlock has said Gameplay. he considers God of War the spiritual successor to Clash of Demon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right. What's you know the what? spiritual successor to Cobra Triangle? <laughs> <laughs> There's not enough boat games. Not enough boat Hydro games. Thunder? True. GTA Ooh. 5. GTA. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. Hydro Thunder. I haven't thought about that in a while. You know what also did well in March was Kirby Star Allies mm. on the Switch. Sure. Uh, fourth best-selling game of March. Launch month sales setting a new franchise record. Consumer spending for Kirby Star Allies was over 90% higher in its launch month when compared to the franchise's previous bestseller launch month, Kirby Nightmare in Dreamland, which was released on the Game Boy Advance in 2002. I mean, we talked about it. I mean, I think it's been many months, but it was a scoop topic a long time ago about these games that keep getting ported to 3DS. Like, why are these weird random games coming out on 3DS? It's because they all sell millions of copies. This is a Switch game. I know, but like, I'm just saying Nintendo, sorry, to to make my point, (laughs) is like when a console sells well, like it just lifts, like a rising tide lifts all boats, right? Like you can make a Kirby game that like, Brendan Graber, our reviewer, actually liked it a lot, but the general consensus is game's fine. You know, like it's fine, but s- since the Switch is such a smash it? hit, it just you know it's like it's like it's almost impossible to fail if you release a big first party Switch game at this point. Those yeah. are some deep Kirby stats. Yeah, well, I mean, so surprise Nintendo's tracking right out the gate the best selling uh, Kirby game since Nightmare in Dreamland. I don't, I don't even know what that game is. I don't even think I played that one. No. I don't think I played a Kirby on Advance. You played the DS one. Everybody played. Well, that. wait, what's which is Nightmare in Dreamland? It was on Game Boy Advance. Yeah, GBA. I've never played a GBA Kirby game. It's pretty cool. Uh, I missed that too. Uh, this is the last week of April. Is that right? Next, uh, yeah, that checks yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. next Friday is May the fourth. Next Friday is May the fourth. When I think solo tickets will go on sale. That's probably so everybody, a safe bet. Yeah. Just set your alarms. I'm just saying. In order to just, just snooze it and sleep in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna buy my tickets. I'll see solo. I am not. No, gonna, I'm not. Oh gonna yeah. Solo. You're just not gonna see it. I'm not gonna see it. But you're seeing Avengers. I am, yeah. Seeing it Sunday. Uh, anyway, it will be very interesting. You know, MPD uh, results are a couple weeks delayed for the month. So in two weeks or so, we'll yeah. get April's MPD results. It'll be interesting to see where God of War shakes out. I wonder where it yeah, Maybe will be. Kirby beat it. Maybe <laughs> Kirby. I think yeah. the interesting thing about God of War is uh, single-player adventures. You know, are they dead? That was the big controversy with EA, you know, canceling Star Wars. And uh, it's uh, God of War is going to set the ceiling. I think this is this, the ceiling. this is going to show us how high. This is the best possible case scenario mm-hmm. 
for a single player only, you know, adventure that doesn't have any loot boxes. But it's not a multiple systems. That's the thing. That's yeah. okay. Good point. Console exclusive. Yeah. If you Red Dead doesn't have online, then that'd be a good. I just think if this game sells, you know, whatever, 10 million copies on PS4, like there is no single player only adventure game that will sell more than that on the PS4, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, everybody who owns a PS4 will probably buy that yeah. game. Yeah. Unless well, they use it for what about, NBA or something. What about Last of Us Part 2? I think it's going to outsell Last of Us Part 2. Yeah. Wow. Definitely. I don't know because you guys know that uh, The Last of Us is like the most popular game ever with our audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. But uh, I think there's been like a longer tale of God of War games across so many consoles that maybe it has more people that know about it. I mean, God of War there was that through. mobile game. Yeah, there was that mobile. <laughs> yeah. I always thought Kratos was like yes, you know games. a little bit dumb and cheesy. Like I don't have any affinity for him as like a character, but he was like a beloved big first party you know icon for like a decade that they brought back and resurrected in spectacular fashion. Like uh, Last of Us deserves its Game of the Year accolades and its praise, but it doesn't have that same like cultural cachet that like you know Kratos and God of War do. Yeah, yeah I think the people in our office that really like that game, um, uh, I, don't know, I don't know if you feel this way too, uh, like it because of its connection to its, the previous games and like how that mm-hmm. develops. Mm-hmm. And like even if you didn't really like the old God of War games and call them your favorite games ever, it's still fun to see like how it connects to them. And I think that that actually was played up a lot more than people thought. Mm. I know our reviewer really, really liked that. Yeah. You've beaten it, Justin? I have. Are you still playing it? A little. I'm, a little. Well, I'm mainly watching Catching Up on <laughs> Marvel movies now in the evenings. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'm still playing it. There's really, really surprisingly good and beefy post-game stuff to yeah. work your way through in that game. I'm still playing through it. Sam is still playing through it. Mm-hmm. Seth, are you playing God of War? I haven't played it yet. We, we okay. drug him out here to San Francisco instead. Yeah. yeah. It is. I, I was telling you before that, uh, well, I was saying last week on the show that I'm, you know, a little bit of a hater sometimes. There's not a lot of modern AAA. <laughs> pessimist. Let's just go with pessimist. Pessimist. Just not a lot of modern AAA games that really grab me and keep my attention. I have a tendency to kind of bounce from game to game. But God of War, man, goodness gracious. It gets, I completely agree with the 10 out of 10. Absolutely one of the best games of this generation. Godness gracious. Uh, let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Brian E. in Keene, New Hampshire did. Hey, New yeah. England. Yeah. Right on. Do you know Brian E.? Yeah. yeah. Go, Go mudding. <laughs> Uh, there has been much discussion lately among the Omega Cops about how we're all getting older, and as life gets more and more intrusive on our game time, games keep getting bigger and bigger. So I'm curious to hear your take on a recent problem I've had with open world games, exploration versus story. Mm-hmm. I recently purchased God of War, and over the course of a long Saturday spent indoors, was able to finish the story. I felt it was very satisfying and enjoyed it immensely. But of course, doing so skipped a lot of exploration and side quests. But now that I'm finished with the main story, the eagerness to continue playing despite it being a phenomenal game, has waned a bit. On the flip side, I dove into Far Cry 5 and Monster Hunter World, trying to do anything and everything in such a small amount of time that not only did I get burned out on both games, but eventually ran out of time with other releases that came out. So my question is, do you find it easier to explore an open world game 100% prior to completing it, or blitz through the main storyline and then fill in the bits and pieces afterwards? Curious to hear your thoughts. I mean, what were the two games you said you played besides that? It's Monster Hunter and... Far Cry 5. Far Cry 5? Yeah. I mean, I would say those games don't have great exploration. And maybe that's why he's burning about Far Cry 5? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't play that one. Oh. What's, is the exploration like... I think it's fun to wander around and just things that you're... Is that the very like easy the thing to get about it? distracted? Yeah. Mm. That's good. Crazy stuff is happening. For me, Far Cry games, I like, I like parts of the exploration, but I'm not going to 100% it because it's so samey. 
Far Cry was clever in the sense that you had to cause a certain amount of chaos and like m- make your own path before new story missions would unlock. Mm-hmm. But you and don't so, want to go like hunt down all the fish or whatever. But like you could, you some could, people might. I didn't care to. That's what I'm saying. I, like I think yeah. we want to do that in certain games a lot more than others because they're better at it. And I think Breath of the Wild is really good at that. Mm. And then other games aren't. And I don't think God of War is good at it at all. I think the exploration is bad in that game. <laughs> but the playing through the game is fun. Yes, I would, but God of well, you have to not, get in a boat. You have to like walk through little passages. It's unclear what puzzles you can do early. But I wouldn't. It's not good. God of War is not like a fully open world game, though, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not like open like Breath of the Wild, but it has open like world elements in the sense yes. that you can go to this area to do collectibles. That's yeah. like that's what you do in it. And the fact that they put that in is a little confusing to me because I feel like you could have just storied through that game and got a great experience out of it. I'm, uh, but I'm distracted by it just like this guy is. There's, generally speaking, there's a million exceptions to this rule, but as a general rule of thumb, I'm anti-side mission and, wow. and anti-collectible. Anti-side I think that what, that's what will make you enjoy a game like Uncharted or God of War a lot more because than a person like me who's like, all I want to do is probe every corner of this world and see everything. So there's certain games that are in now. Prober. Probotector. Uh, you know, games <laughs> That's like called uh, Contra in some other countries. That's a scoop, Jim. <laughs> uh, Witcher Three and God of War, uh, I think, is up there too. You know, renowned for their side quests, they're really good. I think God of War is going to that rep is going to develop over time as people dig into the side content. But even but you as, didn't play it, right? Uh, I think it's bad. Like, the side content's bad in that game. I don't think so. I, you I didn't mean, play it. I'm, that's all I've well, played. No, I played a ton of it. Oh, Wait, no, you time? do. You want, yeah. I'm sorry. You, I'm, I'm doing gonna, all the optional bosses. Yeah, the post-game stuff. That stuff's really good, right? Are, you're talking about, are you talking about God of War or yes, Witcher? God of War. He beat God of War. Yeah, I know. So, but he said he played through it you know, straight, and then... And now and, he's uh, been going yeah. back. Going back. It, and so, I'm saying I'm getting hung up like on the way, you know, yeah, like that okay. way of playing. I mean, I think, yeah, I wouldn't recommend doing that. My thing is yeah. I'm anti-side mission generally because even in games where the side missions are good, um, they're not as good as the main quest. Mm. They're side missions. That's like the definition of like it's not part of the main narrative that got obviously the bulk of the development time and the voice acting and the <laughs> mocap work and the cutscenes and like all the big action set pieces where all the budget and the millions of dollars and years of development went into that critical path content. Like I think this, Fallout does the side quests like those are the ones that distract you because maybe they put more time into those and they don't, like, don't even know what the main quest is or something well, like and then like the highest praise anyone can ever ever level on a side quest is like <laughs> oh it almost felt like i was on a main story <laughs> mission that's how good that side quest was and i was like yeah. just don't do them then like just do the best stuff yeah <laughs> seth what do you think i mean i'm i pretty much approach open world games uh i advance the story enough to open everything up mm-hmm. and then i never go back like i've never beaten skyrim i've never yeah, beaten fallout that. I've never beaten Witcher, but I have like a thousand Played hours games, combined so. into all of those games. Same with Grand Theft Auto V. I've bought it three times. I've never beaten it. I've just gotten far enough where I can fly a jet and like <laughs> crash into cars with it. So, Yeah. In, in terms of whether I'm focusing on uh, story missions or side missions, I guess it depends on how much I'm enjoying the game. Yeah. Like if it's a game I'm really enjoying, I want to make it last as long as possible. So I will stall on the side the story missions while I go and explore story missions or uh, side missions. But if that game is, I think, just kind of like, okay, then I'll just try to mainline through the story. Like Wolfenstein was like that, right? I think we played that differently, where I, I yeah. started doing all those side missions. Yeah, I didn't do any of those. Like, I liked Wolfenstein, but it's not, to me, it's not like top-tier game. It's something I kind of just want to play through and enjoy and I just can't. I, I'm such a completionist when I play these that like I can't do that. So like like for God of War, like I feel like I have to go back and explore these big areas every time I have something new. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, am I really getting like the best out of this game? Like I don't think so. 
but I can't take it back. I can't like go back and say, now I'm just going to play it for the story alone and play right through it. God of War is a little bit of a special case since it's Metroidvania-y in the sense that you unlock new abilities that recontextualize old areas of the game. And so in that sense, you know, you can make a big, I have this ability now. I can make a big loop through the game and do stuff I couldn't do before, then do that a second time and a third time. But it may make more sense to wait until you have every ability and then you don't need to run up to an area where like, oh, well, I can't do this section of the game. Yeah, I I, I wish I would have known that going in because it really is making it so now I'm like, I feel like I've retreaded too much Mm -hmm. and I'm like constantly rowing to the same place. (laughs) But I feel like I was doing it to get more powerful, which is like a good feeling. But then I hear everybody else's experience and everybody in the office just shot straight to the end of that game. That's what I did. Well, I was worried about spoilers too. Yeah. Ah, okay. I think a lot of people in the office got it early and there is a, a desire to want to be one of the first people to see the end. Yeah, you know? but that that's that'll taint it. your impression of a game, then you know. Taint. I mean, probe I, and taint. I think I sort of have you know in the same way like side missions aren't quite as good as the main story missions. Like another concentric circle out from that is like collectibles are usually not quite as good as even oh, the side God, missions. Yeah. So it's like that's why I don't bother. It has this knock on effect where like. Collecting the ravens in God of War is horrible. Like, it's not fun. If you're using, like, a checklist or a map, like a guide, like, it might be fun to sort of tick them off one by one. But it's not fun finding them all on your own. And so then it has this knock-on effect of, like, well, if I'm not going to do that, why should I bother finding all the chests? And if I'm not going to get all the chests, why should I even bother doing these side quests that are not as good as the main quest? And so then I usually just stop playing a game. You don't think that's a <laughs> knock against it being like a really good game, though, because you can ignore it. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm not trying to. Again, like God of War is one of my favorite games of this gen. But, but it has a bunch of stuff you don't want to play in it. I just I, I think collectibles are, are bloat, you know, and bloat. especially if like I always come back Those to the Koroks. example of I got I got 499 orbs in Crackdown and never found the fifth hundred the 500th one. Really? And I'm still salty about it to this day. <laughs> you got to one? Yeah. Really? And there's no, like, any game that has, like, a large number, like dozens and dozens or a hundred of something scattered around the map, but doesn't give you some way of, like, once you're down to the final five or whatever, like, some way of being, like, it's in this area, at least. Like, mm-hmm. it's in, the, what is it, Lake of the Nine or whatever it's called? Yeah. Like, here's the region of the map. It's in some way to narrow down that search. There's two ravens left in the whole game. Like, that's horrible. That's designed for looking things up in a fac or a guide. Yeah, which IGN has for you. Yeah, (laughs) good plug. All right, moving on. This is Chris from Texas. Says I'm a huge fan of the show. Wanted to give a shout out to all of you for your awesome work every week. As for my question, all this Infinity War hype has got me thinking about the good old days of movie tie-in games like Spider-Man Two, Iron Man, and even that one random Pacific Rim fighting game. What are some of your favorite tie-in games, and what would be one that you would love to see willed into existence? Uh, you guys remember that Iron Man game? It, had some, it, was, it was for 360. It was bad though. It had like um, it we had gave it like a seven Sega. or eight. Um, so it, it was, was it was bad, but it had like some good flying segments and it yeah. looked really good at the time. Like King Kong, remember mm-hmm. how that was like a tie-in that like just looked. It just those games sometimes had like an edge in graphics, which were really cool. I think yeah. we're kind of past that era. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think Aladdin on the Sega Genesis, obviously. <laughs> yeah, never the Super Nintendo. Um, uh, and then uh, Chronicles of Riddick. Although I don't know that really yeah. counts as a movie. I never tie-in. played that. Is it not? It looks so good. Well, I mean, it had, it's, sort of, um, it's like a complimentary. Like it was. The, it was one of the first games that I can recall that wasn't like play the story of the movie, but it was like. But uh, like, isn't Vin Diesel? Yeah, but I'm just saying in, it was a tie-in. Like they're complimentary stories. Like it's, yeah, it's, I think that counts though as a movie tie-in. Yeah, maybe it's not yeah. based on a specific movie, but it's like I just think tied to that cinematic world. That's the first example I can think of that it's not just kind of like. 
you know, level one is the first 10 minutes. What about Goonies 2? <laughs> I had Gremlins 2 on the NES. That was, that was a great game. I played that. Oh, man. Completion. Point, counterpoint. Yeah, I loved the Gremlins Maybe you're game. thinking of Gremlins 1. Mm. I had Back to the Future 2 and 3. Ooh, yeah, NES. on the same cartridge. Yep. Oh. How did they fit two movies on one <laughs> NES card? That's, uh, also, that's also horrible. Well, there were... Well, I was, was, was going to ask if there was a single good uh, movie tying game on NES, but now we know. It's no, Gremlins 2 is a great game. Friday the 13th? Does Ninja no. Turtles count? <laughs> yeah, Team NT. Uh, that wasn't a movie tie-in. Yeah, that's at the time. Was, Ooh, yeah, what about uh, uh, Sunsoft Batman? Was that tied in with the movie? Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah. I think the Sunsoft second Batman. one was more tied into the movie because out of the Joker. In it. Oh, okay. Revenge of the Joker. That one wasn't very good. Joker's not in the original Sunsoft Batman in yet? I don't think so. It's branded on the, in the second one. No, maybe it is in the first Sunsoft Batman. I'm thinking of the Nintendo Power cover, and I think he's in it. <laughs> it's like the awkward thing where, like, now, nothing major, but, like, minor Infinity War plot points were spoiled by the toys. And so these companies have mm-hmm. to be careful. Like, game development is so lengthy and complex now mm-hmm. that, like, if you actually wanted to make, like, a true tie-in game, like, you know, the Spider-Man Homecoming 2, the game, it's going to, you know, have the same villains as the movie. Like they're unwilling to give up that level of early access. Like here's the villain and his design and what cities it's going to take place in. And like a team of 500 people would need to know that three years early to get the mm. game made. Yeah. Like mm. Star Wars is still doing it. <sighs> sort of. They're the only people. But they, you can actually tell sometimes that they're working off of like the Force Awakens game is like it was it seems like which game. Uh, the Lego one, Lego sorry. It, seemed, it felt like they were kind of taking their best guess at like, <laughs> you know, here's what we think this movie's going to be. Feeling. I mean, laser <laughs> swords, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They know like the planets, the names, mm-hmm. like a little, a little bit of a plot outline. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, years before Logan gave us uh, an actual representation of what Wolverine's like in the comics, there was a Wolverine video game. Yep. Just called Wolverine. Yeah, for NES. 2007, no, not for NES. Oh, yeah. Like Xbox. Have you played the NES one? There's a box 360. I remember yeah. Wolverine. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, but it was, yeah, it was like a seven for yeah. a game, but it was finally cool. He actually was like violent and would kill people and yeah. stab people in the head and cut their heads off. And Hugh Jackman lended his voice to the game too, so it was cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Same era had the Warriors game. It was a Warriors game from Rockstar. Yeah, it was good. It's a Die Hard Trilogy arcade game that's really dope. Die Hard Whoa, Trilogy really? arcade. Or is, did yeah, that ever like come to console? I played the like, PS1 Die Hard trilogy it was, it a switched, lot. It switched genres. It was, uh, yeah. I want to say it was like like early 2000s, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, GoldenEye. Oh, right. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Duh. It's so much better than the movie. I was going to say, it's a game <laughs> yeah. and I enjoyed more than the movie. That's unusual, right? Yeah. I feel like GoldenEye is one of the rare instances like where, like, if you say, I mean, I guess we're gamers, so maybe we're a little biased. But if you say the word GoldenEye, <clears throat> I think, like, that game comes to mind yeah. in just, like, popular <laughs> consciousness more than the movie. Yeah. 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 That and, and like Fight Club, the movie supersedes the book. Yeah, and the game. <laughs> That's right. There was a game, <laughs> right? A fighting game. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, like I think win. Fred Durst was in yep. that game. What, what in the game? Just yep. It's like Fight fights. Club. It's the like movie, the game. Fred Durst. It's also just a fighting game, which completely misses the point of Fight Club. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh boy. Oh wow. What like when was that time? Like. 360 arrow. I can't even remember when that game came was, out. Yeah, I think so. It was like awkwardly after the movie. Well, yeah, yeah, several years after the movie. The movie was like, yeah, like PlayStation One era, PlayStation Two. Mm. First truly good movie tie-in game was probably Tron, the arcade game. Tron's so good. Do we still have Tron in the office? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. it's just been broken for a while. Uh It's plugged in. Uh, And then Tron, the sequel to it. Yeah, but I don't think I've ever played that one. Oh, it's really neat. Well, but which came first, Tron the arcade game or the Star Wars? Tron came first. Star Wars arcade game. And then speaking of the Star Wars arcade game, yeah, that was eighty-three. Tron was eighty-two. Who made Tron? Uh, it was made by Bally, huh. so through Disney. So it says Disney Studios and Bally on it. 
it's just like what great game design. Yeah, Valley Midway. It's it is cool and like it's a an anthology game. Yep, which is unusual. That and Gorf at the time were like the only games that did stuff. Like Gorf is like the first one, right? To like probably like I don't know the history a, of that. But Gorf has a boss fight, I think. Yeah, and those really directly led to like Mario Brothers, right? Like having Super Mario Brothers having like you know some kind of progression. Donkey yeah. Kong, you know, has four screens, but that's true. They're not four different like games, and yeah. you'd put in your quarter and be like, oh, I'm actually playing Space Invaders and Missile Command all in the same yeah. game. You know? Yeah, that's cool. Star Wars is kind of a special case because there's been so many yeah. games that are movie tie-ins. But I would be remiss if I didn't uh, recommend uh, what's Rogue Squadron Two, Rogue Leader. Oh, it's so good. The game on GameCube. GameCube. But do you think that counts as a movie tie-in? I mean, it's you play through the battles from the movies. That's right? true. That's true. Yeah, it is like an anthology of. But it's interesting to, to do what you did with Riddick and say like, what are the games that came out alongside the movie? Like they were only that there Matrix to hype game. The movie. Wasn't that like a complimentary story of the Matrix? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a whole MMO, right? Yeah. Yeah. Really? I don't remember that at all. There's Into the Matrix Matrix online. Into the Matrix. There was a few of them. Yeah. There was a couple of tries at a Matrix video game. Mm -hmm. And then what about about Knights of the Old Republic? Is that a a movie tie-in game? Mm -mm. No. I was trying to work through that in my head. There was Lord of the Rings tie-in games for every Lord of the Rings Dude, everyone, I feel like the soft spot, like universally people have a soft spot. They're like, I know this game's not good, but I really like the Two Towers. Towers. I have great memories of playing that. Even Fellowship was fun. I didn't play the Return of the King one. They're all the same. Yeah, Return of the King. It's like kind of a vaguely RPG-like walk through it. Yeah, that Two Towers game is good. Like, it's bad good. I don't know how to describe it. It's weird. Remember, those looked amazing. There were a lot of enemies on screen at one time, right? Yeah, it's just like they had really, they're really well designed just graphically. They used assets probably from the, the movie and just, you know, low res them. But KOTOR was set in a world that was established by a movie, but not directly to Because it wasn't, because like what was out at the time, Phantom Menace? Well, Knights of the Old Republic, Ish, that yeah. Old Republic era has never been seen yeah. on screen. So yeah. I'm just trying to work through in my mind. So that's mm-hmm. why it's not a movie tie in. Yeah. Okay. That was extended universe, and now I think it's Legends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Interesting, yeah. NES already had, also had the Untouchables and Platoon. <laughs> That's right. Those are actual NES games based on very oh, adult movies. Platoon yeah. has an excellent soundtrack. Oh, really? really? Yeah, the soundtrack's like crazy. It's all CCR. Yeah, I was gonna say, do they no, take like the, the Fogarty hits and no, no, bitify them? It's like it's not it's not music from the movie. It's an original soundtrack that's really good. Wow. Mm. What about the Middle Earth Shadow of games? Those, those are pretty good, but they have not they set high in though. I think they're actively run away. I don't think they have the movie license. Well, they have no. the orc look. Is that it? And the and the right. golem of the movies. The golem, that's right. I right. don't that's think right. it's not Andy Circus. No, but it's a sound alike. Yeah. And like, he looks like, like compared the golem to that Hobbit game, remember that? Yeah. There is this awkward thing with any Lord of the Rings game where they don't have the movie license, but that's all anybody cares about. So they get like as close to it as they can be. Like, no, 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 this isn't the golem from the movies, this is the golem from the books. Right. But, but he sounds like the golem of the movies. Yeah, they actually maybe <laughs> they may have gotten a little too close to the line on that one. And maybe maybe they do have the movie license, but I'm sure they don't. Otherwise, they'd lean way harder into that, right? Yeah, I think that's why they have to call them Shadow of and Middle Earth Shadow of instead of Lord of the Rings. Instead of yeah, Lord of the Rings. Uh, finally, there's 2015's Mad Max, which was not directly tied into the movie, but includes a lot of the visual elements and mm. enemy types from the movie. Mm. From not the most. Does that the still? Does that the still Fury, Fury Road? Yeah. Really? Yeah. They're in the game. Like, yeah. Huh. So it's like, yeah, it's very closely. It's closely related to that movie. Oh. Definitely set in the, sort of the same world. Definitely had those still guys. They have the guitar guy. 
No, Guitar Guy is not. Oh. I feel like in like 2000 to 2010, like if you were putting out a big movie, you put out a game to promote that movie. Oh, like, yeah. and, and that like was like guaranteed. Yeah. Is there yeah. a Catwoman like game? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes, there is. It's exactly <laughs> like that. So, and, and then not only would you put that out, but you'd put it out on all, every system possible. So there'd be a GBA version mm-hmm. of the game, and also you know yeah. PS2, PS, you know, even sometimes across consoles. I actually have the GBA version of Lord of the Rings. I don't know where it came from. It just appeared in my house. Yeah, they yeah, made up for that. Too. Everyone has one of those yeah. in a drawer somewhere in the <laughs> that they just. Those are isometric, maybe. I, I actually have never played it because I put it in and I turned invisible and I saw. You know, ghosts everywhere. So, <laughs> yes, put it down. <laughs> Attention, dudes. Unfortunately, most men will experience hair loss by age 35. By the time you notice, it's usually too late. A preemptive strike is required. And that is where 4hims.com comes in. 4hims.com is a one stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and men's health. That connects you with real doctors for medical-grade solutions for problems that can be embarrassing to handle in person. There's no waiting room, no doctor visits, but these are prescription solutions backed by actual science. So you visit 4 answer a few questions, a real doctor will review and prescribe accordingly, and products are shipped directly to your door. While supplies last... GameScoop listeners can get a trial month for just $5 when they go to 4 slash GameScoop. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash GameScoop. And now, back to the show. All right, this is Jamar from Lakeland, Florida. He says, what's up, Omega Cops? Longtime listener. Love the show. It's the only gaming show I make sure I catch every week. Good. I'm starting a game room and want to have all the consoles, not the bad ones, but the good ones. Okay. Give me your guys' top five consoles and the one game to play on it before the PlayStation era. What? Ooh. So it's actually a little bit of a struggle to come up with five that's worthwhile consoles before PlayStation, I think. So we can all agree on NES, SNES, and Genesis. Yep. Yeah. What are the others? Yeah. I was, maybe TurboGrafx-16. Yeah, if you get the, um, the little television one, the uh, little handheld Turbo version. Yeah, the Turbo, Turbo Express. That thing was awesome. And does yeah. Game Boy work? It lasts like seven minutes. Game Boy is important. Battery. That's a good I mean, sure. Yeah, I, I, was, I was thinking more like TV, you yeah. know, home consoles. But uh, yeah, it's like, I don't I think, think you can, sk- you can skip Atari and, and television yeah. and ColecoVision now because they're just not great not fun. fun games. To re- <laughs> but they're really like, the manuals are really cool and the art's really cool and yeah. the history's really cool. But like, you don't need to like plug those in and have people no, over and play we've them. We've talked many times, like the further back you go into video gaming history, you get diminishing returns on how much fun the games are to play today. Yeah. And I think even a lot of NES games are still mm-hmm. kind of like, eh, they're a little too... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 16 bits of like sweet spot. Basic yeah. ease for us today. But yeah, you got to have a Super Nintendo Genesis NES. I think the TurboGrafx-16 is really cool because yeah. I yeah. had it growing up and ha- you could play Splatterhouse on it. I'm trying to think <laughs> about TurboGrafx. Like, what, what could you get there that's like hard to get and play? Like, you know, the mm-hmm. Bonk games have been ported. Those, uh, games, those cool yeah. pinball games, the Alien yeah, Storm. The, yeah, well, uh, and the other alien, one, the Demon something. Alien Crush and Dev- Devil's Crush. Yes. Devil's Crush, that's right. Yeah. Those are neat. Yeah, the, the Bonk continuum is always good. It's very cool. And then you got a uh, ripoff called Ninja Spirit, I think, for uh, TurboGrafx mm-hmm. and some cool... Uh, uh, shoot 'em ups like bl- blazing lasers. Blazing lasers is so good. Aeroblasters yeah. is on there too. Yeah. Uh, Air Zonk. 
Well, yeah, that's oh, a yeah. bonk spinoff. Yeah, but is that a puzzle? Now that Jared game? Teddy's a no, shooter. Shooter. no shooter. You need to get Jared back in here to record another. What was the Let's Play series? <laughs> Holy Chip. Holy Chip. We got two episodes. Yeah. <laughs> you got to do episode three of Holy Chip that people demand it. Yeah, yeah. What, what, I mean, is that about Turbo Graphics? Yeah, we were gonna play through the entire entire library of Turbo Chip cards, of which there are only oh, yeah. like ninety two released. Mm-hmm. But I did some fuzzy math and figured out in order to make this work. Uh, be worthwhile. We need to get like twelve thousand views. Oh man! <laughs> on each video, <laughs> and so it took I love us, the contract you have with your audience. It took us a long time to get through twelve thousand views on the first episode, but when we did, we shot the second episode, and then Jared left. They oh. don't film another episode until the previous one gets twelve thousand oh, okay. views. So if it gets there in a day, you do another one. Yeah. But if it gets there in a year, then <laughs> that's a good business model. Have you checked it lately? Uh, no, I haven't checked it lately. Sure, but now that Jared's a free agent, yeah, I, I told him he wanted to. You guys up buy the game? I, I told Jared I'd be willing to sell the Holy Chip name to him. Oh, like, oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> I'm open to that. Uh, this is Noah from Colorado. He says, "In the years since digital games became a thing, there has been many wonderful indie games." But I have largely ignored them. I take a closed-minded approach to games and just continue playing only AAA releases. But I think it's high time I fix this and expand my horizons a little. So for someone new to the indie scene, what are the games I have to check out? I mean, what even? I don't know what. Shovel Knight? They come on any platform. <laughs> but like, does, I don't understand. Like, is, does Meat Boy count as indie? Like, where yeah. is it? Yeah, so, yeah. Okay, it's it's well, made by two dudes. Yeah. Well, Cave Story yeah, is excellent. Boy. I highly recommend everyone check that one out. It's on Switch now. It's the best way to play person. it, actually. Uh, it's like, yeah, it's hard to whittle down. Again, like the best indie games you should just check out. But I have mentioned Splunky many times here on this show. Uh, that was made by a very small team. And that is a 2D platforming roguelike game uh, where every time you play it, it's totally different. The uh, simple goal is just to make it to the end of the four worlds, but uh, there's like all these different game systems and different types of enemies, so every time you load up a run, everything's refreshed and it's totally new. Uh, and then there's all these secrets that are in there to find, too. The many, many different levels to that game. If you like it, then play Rogue Legacy. Also, Rogue Legacy is a great uh, 2D platforming roguelike. Those work so well, like right next to each other. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Rogue Legacy is more of like a Ghosts and Goblins vibe. Uh, whereas Splunky is more of like an Indiana Jones vibe. Rogue Legacy is also a lot nicer to you as the player. <laughs> yeah, because you get to, there is some sort of persistent progression, whereas Splunky, you uh, start out from zero every time. I yeah, that. Shovel Knight, and then, uh, Shovel Knight? what was yeah. the other one? He's Cave Story. Cave Story, I would say some of the best games ever made. FTL, I have well, we gotta tell maybe a like, one of my yeah. top. Shovel Knight is also games. a 2D platformer yeah. with a pixel art style. That's yeah, 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 Just really, really That's good fine. one. Yeah. It's and a Mega Man 2-like. Yeah, uh, Cave Story is a Metroidvania-like. Mm-hmm. Has an incredible soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. If you get it on Switch, you can change like which soundtrack it uses because there's like multiple ones. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, I would say Hotline Miami is up there. Hotline Miami is a mm-hmm. cool game. There's two of those. Say top down. Uh, what like hack and slash boot like beat a puzzle up shooter brawler or something? Like you, you have to act so quickly and no, there's really a puzzle element to it. But there's you replay the thing over and over. It's like again. smart combat. Yeah. yeah, I think they're puzzly in the sense of like, you know, you turn right and just get destroyed. And it's like, well, no, I need to take a different route. There's like this. a little path you have to learn. Mm. Um, I would say Darkest Dungeons up there for me. Me too. Oh, yeah, gonna everybody loves that. That's a more recent game. And that's like a turn-based strategy roguelike. Man, there's a lot of roguelike <laughs> indie games. Uh, uh, with a very cool like moody vibe and atmosphere. If you like puzzle games, I think, you know, Zachtronics is making the best puzzle games in the business with stuff like Opus Magnum and stuff like Infiniminer and Space Chem. Mm-hmm. I don't know about I, these games. These, these basically, games? all story-based adventure games are still indie. 
So like you one. have like all of the uh, Thimbleweed Park. Oxen yeah, Oxenfree is a good yeah. And what's the one called Thimbleweed Park? Yeah, those are like old classic adventure games. Those are basically the games now. Point and click. Um, and then there's like the the walking simulator genre of yeah. which um, <laughs> Gone Home and yeah. uh, Firewatch. Firewatch are the best examples. And those are like kind of like Tacoma. You're just walking around, but you're in a Tacoma and you're solving a mystery in a cool environment and kind of figuring it out. Yeah. yeah. Those are all my favorite games from the last several years. Yeah, I like them more than the AAA game. Uh, more recently, a game that IGN gave a 10 is Celeste. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a another 2D platforming pixelated oh, uh, game. Undertale also. It's also Undertale. I, got a 10. I haven't played yeah. that one. I haven't so either. I know people love Undertale. Yeah, my son Valley. has watched the whole game on YouTube. He's never played it. Really? Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, he watches it over so, and over yeah, again. It's like a, they take off that way. And then, yeah, Stardew Valley is uh, sort oh, of a yeah, Harvest Moon-like. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. See, uh, these companies, we're all saying likes because the companies that made those wonderful games, like... Stopped th- making them. Or they make them so rarely that and you can fill in the People that grew up loving them said, screw it, I'll make oh, it myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a And cool then they spent seven them. years of their life and uh, went into bankruptcy to make this one game, and then they crossed their fingers that it uh-huh. turns out okay. Uh, in the case of Stardew Valley, it did. And Undertale's an Earthbound-like, right? Yeah. Something like that. Something I mean, like it's that. its own thing, and it's very humorous. Oh, Fez is also a fantastic mm-hmm. game. It's maybe one of my favorite indie games of all time. Yeah. Yep. Talk about games Figuring out that sound language, language, man. Fez. Fez is a pixelated <laughs> 2D platformer where you can rotate the world. And yeah, like, I would call it more of a puzzle game. Okay, but it's still like 2D. It's a yeah, sure. it's a 2D, 2D game with puzzle puzzling. elements. Yeah, they're definitely in the same. Is The Witness an indie game? Yes. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. There you go. That's a good game. Yep. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> also a ten. All uh, right, well, one more email this week. This is from Joseph, and he says, Love the show, listen every week. I'm 27 and work a boring office job. Oh, no. And listening to you guys during the day makes time go faster. Nice. I just purchased the PS4 God of War bundle. This is my first PlayStation ever. I've had Xbox Live for 12 years. I know that world well. However, now I'm in Uncharted territory. Nah. <laughs> and I feel overwhelmed and want to experience Ooh. the core PlayStation games. For Xbox, this would be games like Halo, Gears of War, Fable, and Forza. Mm. What are the absolute core games I need to play to feel like I understand the PlayStation platform? I did do this once when I bought my first PlayStation 2, like so way you late do? into the game. Mm. When you bought your PlayStation 2? I played 2? Metal Gear Solid 4 and Uncharted 1, which are like wasn't great. Oh, no, no. Three, that was for 3. Yeah. yeah. Three. Yes. yeah. So back then you were like, you checking out Metal Gear and Uncharted. But now there's better versions of both those games, so it's totally worth doing. Huh. That's true. That's actually true. You got to get Uncharted? Uncharted. So do you think uh, the bundle, the trilogy, or just go with four? Well, I, it's tough. Why not both? We were just talking about well, this Well, yeah. On. I just thought if you were what to play first. <laughs> well, so the tricky thing is Uncharted 1 is the worst Uncharted game, but they are, but you know. it's still not a bad game. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, I like, mean. they directly, like, you can't start with four. You just can't. Like, they directly feed into one yeah, another. It's so. true. Yeah, I'd say, like, 4 is definitely the best experience. Play, but play one those first. games, more than maybe other video game series, yeah. are closely tied together. And they build, they're like character payoffs that you get a 4 <laughs> that you and yeah appreciate unless you've played all of them. So blast through 1 with the understanding that it's like a 7.5 or an 8, whereas the rest of the games are, you know, 9s and 10s, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, last of Us Remastered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. PS4, like we were saying earlier, that's uh, the PlayStation community absolutely loves that game. Get you some knack if you really want that PlayStation experience. He's only 27. Well, okay. He doesn't have a kid that he's going to play knack through with. Well, I mean, I bought it mostly because like, I needed a game on launch day. I should hey, this knack. It's 27. And then there's the whole that game company uh, games. Journey. Through Journey. Oh, yeah. Those Flower. Are, what about Loco Roco? You got to play Loco Roco. Mm. Yeah. You do. I was going to say uh, Persona 5. Yeah, PlayStation exclusive greatest JRPG of all time. JRPG, 
I don't know if he should play Patapon or not. I'm trying not. to think of the uh, most PlayStation. Definitely <laughs> play Horizon Zero Dawn. Danganronpa. That that's Danganronpa. <laughs> no, he's got to play Horizon Zero Dawn, right? That's yes. uh, the yes. big exclusive from last year. Open world dinosaur robots, mm-hmm. uh, and then Shadow of the Colossus, oh, just yeah. re-released on PS4. Luminous. PlayStation Classic. Well, that's, wait that's for that one. That on one's coming back. Too, but coming cool. out and everything. Um, it's not my taste, but I would say, you know, Bloodborne. I was going to say, yeah. Mm. I know people love Bloodborne. It doesn't really click with me, but people love Bloodborne. Well, the interesting thing about yeah. Bloodborne, I don't know if this is just localized to our office, but I've talked before about how esteem for, like, a game like Red Dead Redemption has climbed over time. Like, yeah. Bloodborne came out strong. Like, everyone's like, this is great. This is the best Souls game. And I feel like as time has gone on, its reputation has only grown and grown, and people seem to kind of be enjoying it and appreciating it more and more, which is interesting to see. Like, it's now pretty commonly, widely considered the best Souls-like game there is. Yeah, that's that's really true. Man, I need to play it. Did you play it? No. no <laughs> did you play it? I did. What'd you think? Uh, it's not really my type of game, but it's <laughs> so, also a game that I can super appreciate. Do any of the Souls games... I keep trying. I'm waiting for yeah, them that's to click. Too. Yeah. <laughs> each new, I try each one, and I'm still like, nope, still not for How me. Says you're not trying enough. Yeah, you got to keep trying. Not hard enough. Not that's why I played uh, Getting Over It with Bennett Foddy for like five or ten minutes, and I'm like, life is too short for me to <laughs> for me to put more time into this one. I appreciate I appreciate it from afar. With Detroit coming out, do you need to play like Heavy Rain? I don't think so. And I really loved Heavy Rain. Really? I yeah. loved, and what was the other one? Beyond Two Souls. I loved Beyond Two Souls. Wow. I feel like I'm the only person on earth that really adored that game. <laughs> and those were PlayStation exclusives. Yeah. So. Yeah, those are exclusives. Uh, yeah, I don't care for those games, though. Uh, and t- but to cover off on the racing uh, series, I guess he's got to play one of the Gran Turismos. I don't mm-hmm. know what the best one or most, most recent one is. Good Didn't question. one come out last year? Yeah, and then there's the spinoff, the Sport, Sport, Sport came yeah. out last year. Mm-hmm. So Sport, I haven't been following it. It had a shaky launch because it had a bunch of online-only stuff and you know it was kind of light on game modes. But then I think that they fixed some of that over time. Like it, they, they Ubisoft it, as we call it now, <laughs> mm-hmm. and stuck with the game and sort of cleaned it up. But I don't, I don't, I don't know. I haven't been paying what about your Ratchet and Clanks and Sly Coopers? Oh, yeah, See, most recent Ratchet and Clanks, really good. But it's also hard to know, like, I don't know where, like, is Sly Cooper Trilogy on PS4? There's well, a nice Sly Cooper on PS4, but well, I can't remember what Are it. you sure they're not on PS3? Because, oh, like, a lot of those like got remastered for PS3, and I'm like, I don't even know if they made their way over yeah. now. But maybe they did. I just, I just don't know. Yeah. Same with the original Ratchet Trilogy. There's a new Ratchet and Clank on PS4. And then even Very though good. Metal Gear Solid 5 was on multiple platforms, none of the other Metal Gear Solids were, right? That's true. Uh, Metal Gear has a long history on, on the PlayStation. Yeah, one came to GameCube. <laughs> That's true. Twin Snakes. And then 2 and 3, well, 3 was on DS. No. That's a yeah, it is. I have it. It's great. Yeah, me too. And I bought. Uh, you have totally to have the uh, the, the thumb nub. Not about yep, that. The nub. Well, totally actually, now you can that. buy the 3ds Lite or Plus or whatever with that has it built in. And oh. it works with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is really nice. Fantastic. That's the only way. I've, well, no, I had to play that on PlayStation a little bit back in the day. Wow. But it's fun to play on the 3DS. Yeah. Well, it's an exciting time, Joseph, to be just getting into PlayStation right now. Yeah, I'm very jealous. Years. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. All right, that's going to bring us to Video Game 20 Questions. Justin, do you need to be excused? Yeah, I do. I'm sorry. Okay. How many questions can you ask before you leave? Well, this is what this is what I want you to do, Justin. Okay. Send someone in here. You pick. Oh, boy. One. Send someone in here to sit in your seat. Oh, I like this. We'll be right back to see who Justin picked. <laughs> here comes a new challenger. Brian Altano is What's joining up? us ding, to play ding, rap, Video rap. Game 20 Questions. Seth, you know how this works? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, yes. I've listened to this podcast. Uh, many times, shout out to Lish. 
Shout out to who? Yo, shout My friend Lish. Lish. I was like, wow, I don't even know who we're talking to. Who we're shouting out. <laughs> Our suggestion Lish. this week comes from Angelo Allen Hazlip Jr. Cool. Cool name. Let the questioning begin. Did Angelo say where he is from? No. Is that a question? That, I was going to say, does that count? <laughs> it's been a minute. I don't know if you guys changed. <laughs> the rules count that one. <laughs> that one uh, Seth, let's start with you. Okay. Uh, does the main character wear a hat? No. Okay. <laughs> Actually, no. There goes sure. Mario this time. Damn it. Mario's out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm out then. That's, that's all I know. Is Sonic out? Yes. Yeah, Sonic doesn't wear a hat. No. What are those things on his head? Spikes. That's kind of a hat. <laughs> um, e of Sonic. <laughs> let's see. Uh, was mm, is this a multiplayer game? No. Oh, I think I know it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did this come out before the year two thousand? Yes. Mm. Mm. Okay. Us old, us olds will. You guys know what I'm thinking, right? <laughs> no, 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 no idea. No. <laughs> no idea whatsoever. It came out before the year two thousand. Yeah. There's no hats involved in single player. It's a single player game. Yeah. Uh, was it on a Nintendo system? No. Oh. Mm. So what is that? What is that? What's that narrow down? That rules out the Sega, NES, PlayStation, PC, arcade. Oh, PC. That master that system. Question mark. <laughs> um, Spectrum ZX. Atari. Did you you asked if it was on a Nintendo system? Yeah, if it ever was, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we could find out if it's multi-platform. Although I don't know what that That's would good. be back then. Mm. And besides, we we only have before two thousand, so it could be before nineteen seventy five for all we know. We oh yeah, down the era. Should we? Let's, maybe we'll get another decade. Yeah. Was this was this uh, released in the nineteen nineties? Yes. Okay. okay. We got a decade. Got a nineties game. Cool. Cool. <laughs> I remember the nineties. Was this associated with an exclusive platform? Associated. Like associated with one platform. Yes. Yeah. Oh. So you know, maybe it is on a Sega platform then. Okay, so like basically, was this exclusive to one? Yeah, but it might have come out on something else. But you know, we wouldn't have cared. Mm-hmm. Like Mega Man X came out on PC, right? Yeah, did not know that. Yeah, makes no sense. <laughs> I think it was voted the worst place to play that game. <laughs> yeah, it came with its own controller. Though. We've talked about this before. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, read this. Um, and Let's get, let's, let's get into some genres. Okay. Okay. We could also just narrow down PlayStation, Genesis, or PC, or whatever. Okay. But we could do genres first. It's up to you. Yeah, this, this is all you. No, it's not. <laughs> we lose this. It's definitely not all me. Was this on a Sega platform? Yes. Ooh. Oh. Okay. Was it 16-bit? Yes. Okay. So, Sega Genesis game with no hats. Exclusive <laughs> to Sega Genesis. Exclusive. Yeah. Sounds like Comic Zone, which is what I was going to from the beginning. Yeah, I'm thinking Echo. I'm thinking Echo the Dolphin. Echo. We didn't ask about hands. I was Echo once when we played Who Am I? And I asked <laughs> if we could cross if I could cross the street. And they just started laughing and I got it right away. <laughs> when you said st- when you said I was Echo once, I thought you were talking about like Halloween. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you were a dolphin for Halloween? That's weird. No, video games are not. Like that's just awful. Um man. Okay. Um, do is oh. I would love. I do, just do I'm is still do is, <laughs> Are you dressed as a dolphin? I'm Echo the dolphin. <laughs> I haven't a know. dolphin. I didn't know. It's the tides of time, mother effers. Uh, do you? Uh, hmm. Do you attack things in this game? <laughs> yes. Okay, that's good. What does that eliminate? 
I just want to race sports games, right? Sports yeah. racing. It's not uh, that talking football game that everybody likes. Yeah. Joe I Montana wanna... sports talk football. Yes, yeah. but it could still be NHL 94. You know, you, they took out the, the blood in that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But they didn't take out the fighting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> still attack things. I don't know if that's, is that an attack? It's kind of an attack. Yeah. It's uh, legal though. Is this based attack. on a license? No. Ooh. That's 10. That's 10 okay. questions. Okay. Ooh. This is an original. Crunch time. Original game. You don't attack things. You don't wear hats. You no, Does, do attack. No hats. You do attack Does things. it matter you if it's attack. made in Japan or not? Or they're all made in Japan. At that mm, point, right? Yeah. Um, Except for Comic Zone. Is it part of a franchise? No. Oh. 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 So decap attack. <laughs> so this is the game. This is a game that was so good that it never got another. Beyond Oasis. <laughs> yeah. This could be. I mean, when was like Doctor Robotnik's Bean Mean Mean Bean Machine? Does that count as being part of a franchise? Uh, I think it might. It's on the Sonic Collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of part of a franchise. That's the Sonic the Hedgehog franchance. Extended Bean Universe. Yeah. <laughs> BCU. Everything else that had the bean beans. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, oh, man. Um, is this a side scrolling game? Yes. Mm. Ooh. Uh, so this is not, it's not like Toe Jam and Earl or anything like that because that's, that's, that's those are top down. Like those, top yeah. down. There's three of those. Yeah. One There's hats. I we're getting there. There's hats. There are definitely hats. It's not Beyond Oasis. <laughs> no. And they made a bunch of echoes. What the what? No, what? <laughs> can't just say the name. First of all, they made like eighty double dragons. It wasn't platformers. <laughs> it's okay. Thank you for your help. Um, is this have a? Uh, would you call this a? I'm trying to narrow down the games I've already mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you play as a skeleton? <laughs> no. Oh. All right. Is it all? I mean all. Did Altered Beast get sequels? Kind of, yeah, it did, right? I don't think no, so. No, Altered Beast was... But it was in arcades. Mm. Mm. Do you oh, rise it? from your grave in this game? No. Oh, man. Um, Do you think it's Comic Zone? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Do you think it has... A, does it have a, um, a cart- cartoony art style? Yes. Ooh. It's 15. Okay. Does it have like a zone like style? <laughs> 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 uh, cartoony art style. Okay. Well, I mean, so it's a, it's a cartoon. Is it Rystar? Remember that game? Yeah. I'm not actually asking. I'm, I'm asking, on, I I'm asking was my con- boys. I was thinking about Rystar too, but I was I was confused because I think Ry- isn't we're thinking of it maybe a different game because I thought Rystar was a super. No. no mm, yeah. What's they, they made a they made some like some platformers. Yeah. Some I mean, we're just stalling. It's definitely Comic Zone. But. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. It's not Echo. They made a bunch of Echoes. Really, is there think a it's comic book style to this game? Yes. Oh my oh. god, that's different than a cartoon style. Yeah. Why didn't you ask that the first Does time? Does it take place in a zone? Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> How far do you want to push this? I think I, I, is it Comic Zone? Yes. Oh, I, I thought I'll you were going to ask. Did there... we say that on a question? Did I make that as the joke for the thing I thought it was? Yeah. Well, you said it very early on. Yeah, you're like, oh, it's Comic Zone. Yeah. I thought you were going to ask. Like, well, what the heck? I hope they actually come back around to that. How did you keep a that? straight face? For you were the getting time. so close, too. You were like, are there two words in the title? Is one of them spelled wrong? Or have the letter X in it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's really interesting. Uh, 1995. So kind of later in the uh, 16-bit era. But yep. it, you, you were going to ask, is it made in Japan? I would have said yes. I yeah, think it is. I think it is just made in Japan. That's why I... Even though it has a very like Western... 
I, comic book art style. Mm. I oh, that's a Japanese game? It's just made by Sega. Oh, so. weird. I had no Sega idea. Eternal. I'll have to look it up, but yeah. I, had, I thought it was made by this company in Arizona. That's why I was associating with that. But now I'm thinking mm. that's a different comics dumb game for NES. That, and it's by Wisdom Tree. Comics <laughs> It was game. Wisdom Tree of somebody else. Yeah, I forget what it's called. Is it an unlicensed game? Yes. Okay. Based on like fake comics? Yeah, it's called like Comic Comic Guy. Or, I'll show I thought Wisdom Tree made silly. all those Bible games. Yes, they yes. did. And then they had another label that oh, made really like, uh, their uh, secular label. Yeah, their secular. <laughs> label. Yeah. Didn't they make like an Operation label. Desert Storm game? There is an Operation Desert Storm game. Yeah, that's a, that's a license. Maybe they made that one too. I guess there's an unlicensed one. I was just yeah. reading about it from the from yeah. the Bible guys. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow, it's a weird portfolio. Camerica <laughs> might yeah. be the same company. I'm trying to think of. I, I'm a little. I haven't thought about this in a long time. I'll figure it out. Uh, thank you for the suggestion. Angelo Allen Haslip Jr. Uh, before we say goodbye to you, Brian, what are you playing right now? Or anything you can share with us? Uh, let's see. I mean, I just wrapped God of War, so I'm jumping back mm-hmm. into that. I've been uh, doing some stuff with Labo. I put out a video on Twitter of just me just like, making a beat. Yeah, that's <laughs> with it. That's, it's a Check surprisingly that out. It's really sophisticated. Cool. Thanks. Surprisingly sophisticated. And I'm just playing some Switch stuff. So, uh, yeah, check me out on NVC talking about all the weird indie games coming to that platform. Mm-hmm. I tried. Uh, I did the uh, robot game thing with Labo. It's oh, really? Like actually pretty fun. Okay, I haven't so just tried like that one. mess around with. Yeah. You wore the full the Yeah, full you wore the full suit. It's kind of <laughs> like it's like they should make a kaiju Godzilla game yeah. with that. Yeah. You're just yeah. knocking down buildings. It's just like dumb fun. And I mean it my makes big... you feel a little clunky too. Yeah, it's totally clunky. I had a great time building thing. all that stuff yeah. and now it's all done and I'm just like I I don't know what to do with it because it's you can't gift it to anybody <laughs> because it's worthless <laughs> without the software. Yeah. And half the fun is building it. So I yeah. just have a bunch of stuff that I have to I'll bring into work and just leave somewhere and hope no one sees. Well in like Five years, dig it out. Yeah, take Build it all apart, yeah. put it back together. Yeah, there we go. I mean, I think I have rock band equipment somewhere still. Yeah, that's. I think that's my, was my worry that this would be cardboard versions of that. Mm. It's actually the first peripherals I've seen in a very long time that are made in America. Oh wow! Are you? No, is not the joke. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, in that like I think we're we're a lot we're cool with just tearing down the trees and building some pianos here. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> Did you know Mega Man hipsters are trying to say Mega Man 5 is the best one now? What? What? When did this, <laughs> what? Say, Weren't you there when? for that? No. He wasn't a, paying this attention. Is a, this is a Ryan Scott joint. <laughs> this? Really? Yeah. He was oh. trying to convince me. He's like, it's underrated. You got to play it. It may be underrated. He said if it came out instead of Mega Man 3, it'd be Mega Man 2 and Mega Man 5 would be everyone's favorite Mega Man <laughs> It does game. have some really? cute rush moments. I think we're, we're conflating underrated with best ever. No, like this that's, is his. That's, that's kind of a leap. He, he made a strong case. Well, he's a Because he just kept saying it over and over again. <laughs> he's a he's Mega, a Man Mega Man 5. Mega Man 5. I love that boy. Mega Man 5. right in the head. <laughs> all right, that's all the scoops that we have for you this week. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, thank Sam. You. Thank, you, thank you, Seth. Thank you, Justin. My pleasure. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop. <clears throat>